This reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head, and uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions, and I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the Our Take Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the Our Take Podcast, episode 72. I'm Brian. I'm eating pizza sitting directly to spencer's left my right is jake mcfarland what's what? up man I'm hey, so, was that necessary on? yeah all right yeah get right up on that thing man okay there we go Make from uh <laughs> christensen and jensen law partners at law is that one of the ones i hear a commercial for like like the law tigers <laughs> no i don't think you've ever seen uh, christensen and jensen jensen and jensen or benson and hedges no, no they're respectable they're not like if it were me, I'd call me. That's yeah. not that's not them. <laughs> Although yeah. my dad did do some commercials a I have while seen, back. Yes, the one legged lawyer. Oh really? Yes. Oh yeah. Skiing down the mountain. Nice. Yeah. Because he's not just a personal injury attorney, he's also a victim. Oh it's like yeah. the hair club for men. I'm also a member. <laughs> What's his number? It's like one eight hundred eight six nine one leg or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get a gimmick, man. I know. Yeah. Jake though has been uh, one of my best friends for shit, man. Uh, <laughs> like seven, wow. 17 years since the Twin Towers was still up. I know that's oh true. That's true. We were together. We were in a we, classroom when we, we found were, out. We, where were you? It doesn't matter. I know. Me and Jake were together. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so it's my, been no, no. at least 18 Shut years. Up. Shut up. I 19. was with my friend in a car going to McDonald's. And his name was Jake. No. Jacob Allen Luna. Wow. Yeah. I think that I think there's a common denominator here. The Jews <laughs> the Jews did it, obviously. The Jakes. <laughs> Some kind of a conspiracy here. Actually, we've talked about Jake on the show before. Multiple times. Jake McWrecked my road trip. That's right. Was on one episode. <laughs> uh, but that yeah, Jake McFarland. Yeah, because we talked about going and getting your uh, oh. your natural gas car. Yeah, that's you and true. I flew out. First of all, this this is a good story, and I'll reiterate. We've heard this story, but it was a lot of episodes ago. Okay, we're on seventy two. <laughs> Jake wanted to buy a compressed natural gas car, mm-hmm. like you do, and so he got a, an envelope, not just a normal envelope, like like the one you'd actually take to the bank to deposit money. That's like uh, leather mm. with a zipper. Mm. He, we buy one-way tickets to California mm-hmm. with an envelope full of thousands of dollars of cash. I didn't tell Brian, but I was actually also money laundering. Yeah. No, really. <laughs> he did not get stopped by TSA with one-way one ticket and cash. Did you hear about the four flight attendants in Florida that just got busted for money laundering? Doing no. exactly that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we flew out there and uh, drove back. But on right after – let's see. You bought the car. We put a stereo in it so we'd have music for the ride home. Mm-hmm. Got on the freeway, car accident. It broke like six times, and we drove. We drove home with a bent hood. That's right. The and whole. the trip got even better because we spent the night in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake and I slept together in Vegas, and then 
we obviously what is it that your mom needed? It was around Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, pomegranates. Pomegranates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And, Those uh, were some important pomegranates. It couldn't be like store-bought or something. We, they had to be specifically harvested from the Golden Valley. Yes. Of the, it's in it's Dixie pomegranates. Dead sea or something. For we, Dixie salad. We literally <laughs> came to the end of a dirt road based on Apple's Apple Maps. <laughs> we're like, well, this can't be right. <laughs> it doesn't look but we, like but we thought not about a it. pomegranate tree in sight. <laughs> <laughs> we thought about it for a minute. Um, hey, I forgot to do this. Yeah. It's, uh, it's November the 17th. Okay. And on this day in history, <laughs> in, let's see, any history buffs here? On this day in history, the Velvet Revolution begins. Can you guess the year? I don't know what that is. It's uh, a week after the, oh, this gives it away. Well, actually, let's see if it gives it away to Spencer, okay? A week after the fall of the Berlin Wall. I, I just know the wall fell in, what, 84? 89. 89, yeah. whatever. It's the 80s. A demonstration of students commemorating International Students Day in Prague was violently shut down by riot police. The incident led to mass strikes and nonviolent protests around the country that ended communist rule in erstwhile Czechoslovakia and paved the way for the first democratic elections in the country in 41 years. Speaking of communists, do you see these red dots on my face? Right here. Kind of. Kind of looks like I have a black eye right here. They're kind of fading away, but they're it almost looks like I have freckles. A little bit. So. I thought they were cute, but go ahead. But any guesses as to what they're from? Because they're not normally there. This is a. This is Are a they t- from reading communist propaganda? No, no, oh. no. <laughs> the Red Army. It was something. just. They're red and so are communists. So th- that was the. The tie-in. I mean, it was great, actually. There's, great there's red in Allergies? Uh, no. I vomited very heavily <laughs> last <laughs> night. No. <laughs> you popped a vessel? Yeah, and I blew out the blood vessels in my face. Pretty sure <laughs> that's not the first time you've done that. Uh, it's not. I told that story before, I think, yeah. on here, where I went when I was working and vomited, and they sent me to the hospital because they thought I had measles. Were you picking out a tonsil stone? I don't want to say. I, you were. <laughs> I don't want to say. And you gagged so hard. I don't want to say... <laughs> I don't want to say caused a peristaltic chain reaction. I don't want to say led to. I maybe maybe I was maybe I wasn't maybe I just ate too much yesterday. Oh, that's great. That's My wife good just stuff. got her tonsils out. So when I listened <gasps> to your guys' last episode, I was like, "Oh no, she did? Yeah, it is the worst." It is was she okay? Terrible. Yeah, I was like, "How do you feel, girl?" After she woke up, and she's like, "I feel like I swallowed a weed whacker." Oh, <laughs> and I've done that before. You may as well just like. Just stay in the, stay under anesthesia when you have your tonsils out. Yeah, induced coma. How long ago was that? Wake me up when we have a new president. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to trick everybody the other day on Instagram. Nobody fell for it. Oh, some, close. some people got um, close. Trying to say that Trump resigned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, in other news, I think I may have inadvertently caused the second coming of Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Inadvertently. Yeah. Because the other day... Did you give away the date? And so he's like, well, now I got I to gotta prove that he didn't really know the date. The other day, I ordered um, Uber Eats. Okay. Chick-fil-A? No. Oh. I've, I've, I should know. I've, if you're I've, gonna pushed, get, I've pushed myself to drive the mile to Chick-fil-A. I should know. If you're going to get Chick-fil-A, you would I think, drive. I think because, it was Chili's, which is like a half a mile away from Chick-fil-A. Right. 
So I, I look at the... Have you ordered Uber Eats before? No. They, well, there's a little tracker mm. that tells you where the, the driver sure. is. Okay? And so I look, and it says, Jesus is heading your way. Ooh. <laughs> right? In a Dodge Ram. <laughs> yeah, in a Dodge Ram. But I was like, okay. that we all know that... That's, that's it, just a coincidence. But then it said... It's time to meet Jesus at the door <laughs> and let him in. <laughs> if, if Jesus was going to get a truck, you you know it would be a Dodge. I don't know. It would probably be a Ford. I mean, that is the best-selling car in the world. He's a carpenter. He wouldn't – he'd get a Dodge. I don't know. Okay? Man. I don't know. He's a, he's a humble guy. All right? um, <laughs> it's like the last crusade, you know, and they choose the wrong goblet. Yeah. Yeah. And everything – yeah, it's terrible. Um, so Does I have – I have quite a few things to complain about here. Okay. Um, first of all, can we be done with gender reveals? Well, at least the ones that are killing people. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> or hurting people. I have a, accumulated a list of all the most region, recent tragedies of gender reveals. It's unbelievable. The most recent. Now, you're going to ask what the hell. Uh, the most recent caused a plane to crash. What the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> So this dumb <laughs> this guy is in like a crop duster and he drops I think several tons of blue or pink water. Was it Randy Quaid? <laughs> Harrison Ford's the one that crashes planes all the time. <laughs> 350 gallons of pink water from the plane and this is not a plane that probably is built to do that and so it threw off the weight and balance and just <laughs> If I remember oh. right, wasn't it like a single passenger? It, that too. It was a single passenger plane, and there were two people in it. And three hundred fifty gallons of and water. Three hundred fifty gallons of water. Why do you need three hundred fifty gallons? Uh, why, why do you need to do something true. that elaborate? I mean, that's like he could have just flown by and threw out a pink crayon. Now, luckily, <laughs> luckily, this one, um, nobody died. Luckily, yeah, no one died in a plane crash. Yeah. Now, this one I think is a little old, and it's. Uh, in Australia, and a car, uh, they're, they're spinning out their wheels to cause smoke. Okay. And it's blue smoke, and then the car bursts into flames. How did they get the smoke to be blue? I don't know how that works. Something so, special must on have the been tire? Like something on the tire or something. But then that really nice car is gone. All that, the stuff you put on the tire is flammable. <laughs> I guess. It's just, I don't think uh, I've seen that one. Did anyone get hurt? Uh, no, they got out. Now... The Sawmill Fire, have you heard of the Sawmill Fire? It happened in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, Tucson, that's right. In 2017, 46,000 acres started by an exploding target that, of course, had blue blue powder as a gender reveal. What was this? What's that stuff? Is it tanner? Tannerite? Tanner, tannerite? Tannerite. Like that. And, Explodes like when you shoot it. And the worst one, this one's actually just a couple months, uh, is October Finally, someone has died from a gender reveal. A they basically made a pipe bomb, yeah, uh, with powder in it, and it exploded, and a fragment killed. They grandma. thought that they could put the best idea was to paint the nails pink. No, that's not really. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, they killed their grandmother. Yeah. That is a beautiful kind of like circle of life type thing. Sure, though. I mean, one it, life begins, another one ends. You know, now, that's why I love Jake. Now, He's always got that. Uh, lesser reported, someone else did the same thing the next day, but didn't die. <laughs> like made a pipe bomb? Yeah, gender reveal. So, Can you imagine catching a piece of PVC in the neck on a gender reveal? <laughs> just 
I just people just just relax with the gender reveals. Like no one really you cares know, that much. I'll tell you. Well, Jake has a lot of kids. Yeah. Did he reveal all their genders? Did you do something special? I'm trying to think. I think we cut into a cake. And yeah, that's, cake. that's about well, as fancy that's, as we that's got. Really highly unlikely to kill someone. You know what I did? <laughs> we went. I went to Krispy Kreme and had them fill jelly donuts with pink cream. We're not talking about how you impregnated the donut. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, yeah, we had we had donuts. And so I had my my parents were here. I think take a bite of the that's donut. Fine. If you want to do that, great. One of them did choke, but I but I know the Heimlich. <laughs> I just just cool it, people. Just yeah. Just Next cool time it. we're going with the with a uh, like a Tootsie Pop, so you have to lick all the way to the center. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the next act of terror is going to involve like it's going to be like Oklahoma City bombing, except there's going to be pink smoke that's, right that's flowing everywhere. Dude, I like the Tootsie Pop idea. What if you got black Tootsie Pops inside was either a pink or blue? Wait, wait. Or are you guessing the, the non-binary sex or the race? Like <laughs> no, blacks you can't see through it's it. It's a black baby. <laughs> <laughs> and but no one's allowed to to chew it. You have to lick all the way to the center. Yes. So and count pop. as you do it. So that way maybe we'll find out. I saw that stupid Al commercial on TV the other day. Really? Like who? Come on. Really? It's a classic. Now, I have one more thing to gripe about, um, and then maybe real quick we'll talk about uh, my adventures last week. California, which is where I was last week, Los Angeles, more specifically, LAX Airport. When I went to Dunkin' Donuts, see, we get a uh, per diem. Uh, It's uh, $18 for dinner a day, and uh, you can average it out. So I did like $30 meals my first three two days and then the other two i got like two dollar things from 18's a little light for a per diem yeah well remember how much i get paid that's true. In Sky that's true. anyway um so i i got a couple donuts for dinner and what is called a frozen chocolate at dunkin donuts which is kind of kind <laughs> of like a milkshake so anyway i uh i get my my my, my medium-sized beverage and uh i take a drink and all the, instantly i'm like oh what is this feeling on my lips and it's a paper straw mm. and i'm like oh turtles that's right yeah and instantly i'm mildly enraged but about 10 minutes later my straw gives out on me <laughs> basically disintegrates <laughs> okay now oh. now i have to go to another restaurant and be like hey can i can i have a straw so i get another paper straw yeah they're illegal in California. yeah i know okay and about 10 minutes later, that straw quit out on me. Yeah. And I had to stop and say, hey, um, can I get another straw? Can I just pay the fine? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I didn't even finish the drink because I'm just like, this is, this is, this is out of control. I went so to bring your own straw to LAX. To, to LA. mm-hmm. I went to Longhorn the other night. Uh-huh. And their straws are biodegradable, says on the so does wrapper. The, so do the ones at Costa Vida. So I don't know. But they're still plastic. They may be. I think they're probably biodegradable, but it probably still takes like hundred years instead of ten thousand yeah. years. It's like five thousand yeah. years. They, I've seen that kind of stuff before. But last week, I uh, well, you know what? I, I think that it might merit this. Ooh, really? Yeah. I didn't rent a car, but at one point in all my adventures, there was a car rented. Sometimes. This this segment isn't necessarily yeah. rental car rundown. It's yeah. just that you went somewhere. I did. Uh, let's see. Where did I go? 
Uh, I went to LAX LA, to yeah. uh, what is called Adobe Max, which is Adobe's um, big celebration of Adobe products. <laughs> okay, a bunch of keynotes and uh, classes and all sorts of cool stuff. So um, the first day was a, a big keynote, and they they showed us all their new stuff that's coming or released that day. Like there's a new Photoshop tool. Okay, now. Have you ever used Photoshop before? Yeah. Have you ever cut somebody out, cut something out in Photoshop? You know, it kind of takes a while. Yeah. It's kind of a pain in the butt. Well, their new AI system makes it where you just press whatever object you want, and it just cuts it out, and it's it's done. Or you can remove the background that's, either way. I mean, that's just foreshadowing of what's to come. It's oh, a, yeah. It's a, it's a metaphor. AI is literally going to cut us out of this world. Probably. And it's starting with Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really cool. There's a bunch of other cool stuff there. And then the next day, we heard from some celebrities-ish. Just a big, uh, a couple big artists. I don't even remember their names. But here's another thing I have to gripe about, okay? Kay. They brought on to, to give a keynote or whatever. It was more like an interview sort of thing. Billie Eilish. What? Billie Eilish, who is a 17-year-old pop star. And I'm sitting there like... What is this seventeen-year-old dipshit? What does girl she record with audition? Gonna or something? tell me? No, no, she's dude. She's dumb AF, and she she's just lucky. Like, what what advice is she gonna give what, me? What advice did she give? Nothing, me? dude. She was so stupid. She like she'd never been in an interview before. I I I commented to Adobe like this is a freaking joke. Did people boo? That no, would have been awesome. No, but when they announced her, like the the person paused for applause, and it was just kind of like. <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, thanks for the new iPhone, but no yeah. thanks on the U2 album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. The like, freaking U2 album. Oh, this man. isn't hip of you to do this. <laughs> How do I delete this album? Yeah, you, you can't you delete can. it. You can't delete it. Anyway, it's really cool. Uh, I think it costs like $1,800 per person to go to. Wow. Uh, I didn't have to pay, but um, recommend it. It's cool. David right. Grohl. That's, that was the last keynote. Dave Grohl, who... Frankly, I want to bear his children. I mean, I love Dave Grohl. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he's well known for recording analog. So why was he at the uh, it Adobe? It doesn't necessarily mm. mean that they use Adobe. But could you – you could Actually, make the same he did, argument. He, it was more that uh, – oh, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, it was more just about how he got to where he is and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And at one point he said once again that he, he can't read music. And the interviewer was like, what? <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I'm neither. I mean, this <clears throat> yeah. And um, now, you do you remember, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but his mom wrote a book. I bought it for my mom. Did you? Yes. About from, being rock stars. Uh, from uh, Cradle to Stage is yeah. what it's called. And it's basically, she went out and uh, talked to the moms of all these yeah. uh, famous rock, rap musicians and, and asked what it was like having a kid that was like, I don't want to go to college or whatever. I want to do this. Yeah. And uh, apparently he and her are making a documentary for HBO. That's awesome. I think it's about to come out. Who would have thought? Go back to 1993. Yeah. Dave Grohl is the drummer for Nirvana. 
Yeah, he actually talked yeah. a lot about Nirvana, and I've never heard him talk about Nirvana. I've read a couple and interviews Kurt before, and I've, it was uh, yeah, it was interesting. I've read a couple interviews where he talks about that he he thinks about Kurt almost every day. Oh, really? Yeah. He said that after he died, he wa- he didn't want anything to do with music for a long time, right. and he just kind of quit and went away because he was so bummed out. But, but that twenty six years later, he's making a documentary with his mother. I know. <laughs> That's I awesome, know, man. He's uh, he. I don't know why. I just. Oh, Dave Grohl, man, he's a good guy, the legend. It's like one of those things where the, <clears throat> like someone you know dies, and the grief is too intense at first. But after a while, getting back into the music is more nostalgic, and it's bittersweet. Yeah, he kind of sure. talked. Yeah, that's what yeah. he said. It was, uh, it was cool. What a discovery! No. The Foo Fighters for him to kind of find himself that way. I know, it's freaking rad. I know. Um, but uh, that's really all I have to complain about. All oh, right, well, I, I went to uh, I. Where the car was rented, yeah. Uh, after I got back, the next day we flew to <laughs> Cedar City, and then we had to drive to St. George because all the St. George flights were booked. And we you went drove, to, uh, yeah. Oh wow. Well, we drove from Cedar to St. George, which is like thirty minutes. I mean, that's longer than you ever want to drive. Though I agree. Yeah, I agree. But we did rent a uh, brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee. Ooh. It was lovely. Was it lovely? It was. Was and we went to uh, the I like I like Jeeps, but once they get to like fifty thousand miles, everything. Well, I don't know if it's that could be said for the newer ones, but Danny, my, Danny's my year, broke. Well, his is old. It's like two thousand six, and mine. <laughs> that's old, dude. I, I I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that happens to me all the time. Where I'm like two thousand. That's not that long ago, and then I'm like, wait a minute. But relative that was to twenty years, ago. relative to Jeep that's been around since like oh, nineteen thirty seven. No, my head gaskets blew out. I had the same one <laughs> yeah, that Danny yeah, yeah. has, and it was a nightmare. But I, I would imagine the newer ones are built a little better. But I don't know. I doubt it. I'd be hard to say. Daimler, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, whatever they all are <laughs> the same. Plymouth, Chrysler. Anyway, coal miner bailout. I wanted to talk about this. I don't know anything about this. Jake, you know about this? So I'm gonna eat my pizza. Remember the Crandall Canyon mine here in Utah that I'm collapsed? eating my pizza. <laughs> and, but uh, yes, I do remember. That was a few years back. I think a few miners died, if I remember right. Uh-huh. But Didn't the they owner, just declare bankruptcy? They did. The Murray, I think it's Murray Coal Company, mm-hmm. um, just declared bankruptcy. And this is this, Robert E. Murray is the guy. This is the one who's had the beef with John Oliver. Mm. Anyway, Congress is proposing uh, a bailout. For these coal miners, because their pensions are going to disappear if this bankruptcy goes oh, I through. I thought that Trump was going to save all the coal miners in their jobs. Right. So this is this is an interesting so topic weird. because how would Republicans normally vote on a bailout situation? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But they're pro this one. Well, yeah. You know. Now, I'm pro this one because. That's what we do in America. We take care of one another when shit goes bad. Mm-mm, that's socialism. <laughs> right. That's socialism mm-hmm. is what Spencer said. That's socialism. But these guys, you know, these guys are retired, 70, 80 years old, and their pension's socialism. just going to go away. Socialism. That's the base of socialism. It we is. Can't, we can't allow that here. We can't allow it. You know what? I want to, I want the next Republican candidate to run on a zero socialism policy. Yep. So we get rid of the fire department, the police, <laughs> all the health care for and all will... the uh, the the representatives, uh, social security program, uh, the mail, <laughs> the U.S. mail, <laughs> the military, uh, 
air traffic control. I mean, technically, anything. anything technically, the mail is socialism. The mail is self-sustaining. It's stamps. That's you know, it's not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Forty cents. <laughs> there was a lot of fucking mail. I out bet there, man. that. I bet. No, that, that, the US, USPS is constantly like in crisis. Well, that's why they keep up in the price of stamps. Anyway, <laughs> are you uh, you pro this bailout? You know. It's hard because the people that it would affect most are going to be the people that yeah. are the hard it's workers. It's always the poor, that, you know. But yeah. it would the really stick it. it to Trump if I if I didn't support it, and they would all be pissed off at him. Isn't that funny though? We, you find yourselves in these situations where <laughs> Republicans are like, "Yes, we're going to get elected on saving the coal industry." Well, the biggest coal company in the United States just filed bankruptcy, and all of their past employees are going to lose all their pensions. Mm-hmm. So, are you pro bailout now? Well. No, I mean, well, I gotta, we gotta, I, I don't, Lindsey Graham's head is gonna explode on this one. That's oh, what I'm saying. It hasn't already? Yeah. No, <laughs> is this the same guy that John Oliver was talking about yeah. in reference to the slap suits? Yes, he's sued the, him. All yep. that, yeah, the, the, the same guy. laws and all that. Robert E. Murray, he's, he's a real douchebag. Piece of work. Yeah. But, you know, these coal miners worked their ass off for, you know, 50 years in the coal mine. I'm, no, we, they're probably a union. They probably didn't do anything, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, Socialism. The, yeah, the lights stayed on just uh, by all that wind power we have. Because you know, unions, man, they just they no. make it where the employees don't. Coal do is stupid. Like it's time for it to be gone, but it, we can't just let these guys go. I guess you know, like this isn't a retraining thing. These guys are retired. I'm working on a new mm-hmm. character. That I'm gonna play here, like you know, Colbert used to be. Yeah, I'm gonna be just like anti-socialism. That was the guy. idea when I when we started this podcast. I wanted you to be oh. a fake Republican. Why didn't you say anything? I think I did. No, you did. If we go no, back to episode right. one, <laughs> and we have a point counterpoint, there's no, and then a point. guest that would be here. But I just th- I can start it now. I don't want to know. I'm eating pizza. I just want to know. I'm pretty sure this is going to pass. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, we build out the airlines. The automotive industry, the banks, why, why not? Whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Bail them out. Yeah, but it's one thing to bail out a company so it stays. It's another thing to bail out the pension fund. Mm, yeah. Right? Like, we got to keep the pension fund afloat. These guys, anyway. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Um, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You heard about McDonald's? Mm-hmm. This guy, the CEO. ba da ba 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 had it. had a uh, a consensual <laughs> consensual no. sensual no. relationship with um I can tell you a direct report that my Uber Eats driver would not be okay with this. <clears throat> so he the board fires him. Yeah. If you were a store manager <laughs> of a McDonald's and you had a consensual sensual relationship Sensual? Yes, I, I, I'm doing <laughs> with. It's not actually sexual. It's no, it's just sensual. It's sensual. <laughs> with the direct report, and got fired. Would Would you get anything? Like, no. would you get a free cheeseburger on your way out? No, but we're talking about CEOs here. They gave him forty two million dollars. Yep. Cash. Of course they did. Plus all of his stocks. Yeah. Golden parachutes. It's because they didn't want to fire him. They just knew they had to. They were like, sorry, bro, because they're all bros. They're like, sorry, bro, but we're still going to give you this, you know. So have a nice life. Uh, free McDonald's for life. But, you uh, know. Have a good time. It's funny. It, it's not funny. It's not funny. Ha ha funny. <laughs> but it's, it's the exact same thing that happens all the way down the chain. 
right? Someone has sex with direct report, they get fired. Right. This guy has sex with direct report, gets fired Mm-mm. with $42 million. Eric Smith, same thing happened to our district manager. Did he get a severance? No, he didn't get fired. He got suspended and demoted and then came back, and now he's uh, worked up the chain, and he's like a uh, ultra-regional. He's a CEO now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Are they still together? Him. No, it was just they got caught fucking in the office. Mm. Oh, jeez. Yeah. They're still, was a, the guy was an smart. idiot, though. He's so stupid. Consensual, sensual. <laughs> That's just unbelievable to me. I don't know. I... I've had a real bad taste in my mouth for CEOs lately. Well, I know, but... the. <sighs> I don't think I've seen a heard a more glaring example. You know, really, this happens all the time. Like that's not the first time I've heard this happening. I can't think of an example right at the top of my head, but yeah, that "Don't dip the pen in Company Inc." saying came from someone. In this case, it's "Don't dip the spicy nugget into the whatever yeah. sauce." I'm telling mustard. you, I'm telling you right now. If I was a CEO, no, I'm, and a hot chick came up and was like, "Well, the worst that could happen is I get fired and get forty two million dollars and all my." Right. Like, <laughs> oh, maybe I'd try to get fired. I don't know. But you think the board was like, well, we have this policy, but we make the policy. Yeah. Well, why don't it, we just change the dude, policy? Why do we even need <laughs> CEOs? It's a freaking joke. Like, it's so stupid. They are not important. They don't do anything. And they're just held to this high, high oh, the CEO. Well, <laughs> when I was at my company's headquarters, you know, there's dirty, mangy carpet throughout the building, but then when you get to the executives, instantly the carpet changes to this nice plush, you know, and it's got glass doors and receptionists inside, and right. they've got their private bathrooms and everything. I'm like, why? What do they do to merit that? Because if they quit, nothing happens. If all the employees quit, the company's done. So why do they get all the – what do they get all the – it's well, bull crap. Well, there's no, there's no question that they shouldn't be earning the amount of – no one's arguing that except for – Except for them. Except for Trumpers. For, who for some reason – Yeah, they're like, against this the – We should tax. not take money from billionaires <laughs> because I might be one someday. <laughs> all right? When I hit that oil, <laughs> I am going to become a billionaire. <laughs> Or I'll get and I'll see Regis, and I'll become a millionaire. When who wants to be a millionaire? Now who's going to drive me to get my welfare check? Yeah. <laughs> I but I will. But there are plenty of examples uh, aside from the salary. Yeah, there are plenty of examples of when a new CEO takes over and it shifts for the good or for the bad. The CEO sets the tone for the entire company. For example, Lee Iacocca. I want to say. I think he took over GM when it was failing in the 80s or something like that. Completely mm-hmm. turned the business around. Mm-hmm. The opposite happened with Sears. They got a new CEO a few years ago. Now they're Chapter 11. So do you ever think that they don't they, deserve to make 200,000% more than – But they do. I know. It's just like – But what do you do? So – How do you stop you it? You know what? I was going to save this for later, but you know what I'm going to do right now? I, uh, I'm going to do this. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Do you want to hear that again? <laughs> ask you a question. I, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Jake, so, did you get it? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> the other day when I was driving home from uh, wherever I work, uh, I was thinking to myself, you know how we've talked about civil war happening again and whatnot and what have you. So I started thinking, okay, let's say it's 50 years from now. That's all happened. and The civil wars happened? Sure, yeah. Okay. And we're left with two sides. We're at peace, but the but we're like 
we get to start our own country from scratch, complete scratch. Sure. What do we do to make the perfect country? And my my thoughts are, well, what do we do as far as our laws, our our politics, our our taxes, our health care and our crime, our you know, that sort of stuff. What kind of things will we do that would make the country just superb? Well, we have a modern legal expert here with us. <gasps> Jake, what kind of constitution? Take all the time you need. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of constitution would you write? I don't know, you know. Because you are the James Madison <laughs> of this well, town. So, I mean, the Supreme Court has said that the Constitution is living and breathing, right? So a lot of the things that we read into the Constitution that, I mean, people on each side disagree with. Mm-hmm. Would you uh, agree that the right views the Constitution as a non-living document? Uh, when it suits them. Yeah, yeah. when it's to their uh, benefit. Fuckers. <laughs> but, I'm sure the left does that too occasionally. Yeah, you can't cherry pick from history any one point and say this is how the Constitution should function. Once you have, you know, cell phones and cameras and, right, it, you know, there, there, it has to be able to. If there were like two improvements that you would make right now, sweeping changes doesn't have to go through any legislation. Yeah. We just you could pass any amendment, stamp change it right now. Uh, I think that we should reverse Citizens United. And get money out of politics, lobbying. Remind me. I 100% agree. That was the first thing I thought of is there needs to be a way to remove money 100% from politics. Right. Completely. It should be where Brian can run for president. I am in 2024. And not have to have a fortune behind him. Against Kanye. And not be influenced by all these super PACs and everything. Now, what's interesting about that one is I'm pretty sure Trump instituted a uh, fake lobby ban for five years yes but they're still there still making a lot of money and still lobbying but citizens united remind me jake that was the one that allowed super PACs to collect money anonymously dark money is what they call it yeah because normally if you were running for office and i wanted to donate to you publicly i'm limited to what like it's like thirty five hundred dollars or something like that right but if i do it through a super PAC, i can give as much as i want that's right and I, Colbert, I, you remember, started a super PAC of his own. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, keep talking. i got to find a clip from that. Yeah, this is when um, I think he was trying to influence a, a, a certain election in Iowa where they ran some ads with his super PAC yes. money even or something like that. And they, they were promoting some candidate, but they were like, spell it this way and had like a misspelling. Yeah. Write him in and spell it this way so that they... <laughs> What major um, shifts in uh, our culture would happen if you think that Citizens United or money in politics was gone completely? No more lobbying, no more PACs, no super PACs. Uh, it's hard, though, because there are lobbying groups that lobby for positive change as well, that right. lobby for us to to implement good foreign policy. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's probably a lobby against lobbies. Sure. <laughs> I guarantee there is. If not, there should be one. I would donate mm-hmm. to that lobby. <laughs> I don't I just don't like the idea of lobbies in no. general. Even if it is for good, I'd rather it go a different way. Right. I, I hate the money in politics, especially because corporations influence so freaking much. But that's the problem is that reasonable people reasonable people keep taking this 
this ethical high ground uh-huh. saying, no, that's bullshit. I'm not going to donate to a PAC even if it does serve my purpose, right? Uh-huh. I'm not going to donate to a liberal PAC because I don't believe in PACs. Meanwhile, Mike Lee is getting a shit ton of money from everybody in Utah that's rich and in a not, super PAC. It's not all just that that lobbying company, you know, they, they can that this industrial complex puts all this money in. It's that now they can do it, and we have no idea where that money came. We don't from. know who it is. Mm-hmm. So there's if no- you know that, hey, all of this candidate's funds came from this one oil company, and guess what? He's pushing oil policies. Right. Then it's like it's transparent. Then right. Well, there's no, there like the basically you're taking away someone's First Amendment right to boycott. Right. Mm-hmm. If you knew, like McDonald's, if you knew that McDonald's was lobbying for <laughs> soy, right. <laughs> McDonald's is lobbying for more more, more sex and more more <laughs> corporate sex. But that is that kind of what you're saying like if it was transparent then people could fight back and say that, oh I don't support that after all. Yeah, we're going to boycott you or s- sanction whatever, right? Right, your attack ads are going to be hey, my opponent is you know, I I accept only up to $500 from each person that donates to my campaign, right. and I list everyone on my website. I'm, that was Bernie, twenty-seven dollars average. It'd be like if Elizabeth Warren took a super PAC and was anti-gun, but was being funded by the NRA. Right, mm-hmm. but that's the problem. Like, so all that's the all of the liberal candidates, with the exception of maybe Joe Biden, mm-hmm. are not taking money from PACs, right? And they're gonna lose because the other side's totally okay with PACs because they keep winning. You know, they uh, win because they can lobby and they can lobby for gerrymandering and then they keep winning Congress, you know, mm-hmm. big gerrymandering case that we, that was just mm-hmm. lost. Where was what state was that here? Michigan, I think. No, Supreme Court oh, ruled oh, oh. against it and said that, no, you're allowed to gerrymander yeah. in this particular state. What else? What else do you think it would have sweeping effects on if you got rid of money? I just think we'd be able to get things done faster. There'd be less opposition to things. Do you think health care would change? Yeah. Because the insurance lobby, and yeah, the, and the um, healthcare lobby. I like I if I would I would get rid of like their high salaries. Like I would make it. I would want whose high salaries the legislators. Oh. If I was starting a new country, I'd get rid of you know. I, I'd want to make it actual public service. They weren't even paid when it first started. I think they got a stipend. I would I remember want right. people in there that because the people we have in there now, regardless of your party. I mean, it's a job. It's their job. Totally they're job. going in there. They're making a salary for the rest of their lives. And there is one part of that that's misunderstood. The pension that you get for serving in Congress uh-huh. is dependent on how long you serve. Oh, okay, well. So if you only serve one term, it's it's fairly low. Mm. But that's why they go for forty two years. Right. Anyway, it's it's still a problem. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But and yeah, what bugs me the most is they make their own rules. Right. And like, they, that's <laughs> total bullcrap. Yeah. Who wouldn't vote for a raise? Right. Yeah, I mean the uh, what did you citizens? What is it? Citizens United? Yeah, they obviously they did that for a reason, right? Right. There's no other reason to have that done. Right. They did it to cover their own butts. Yeah. What else? So Citizens United. Anything else you would clarify or? I don't know. I well, I read something interesting that it was an article saying that um, if impeachment goes to the Senate, that they only need uh, three Republican votes to make. Uh, to do a, a a vote that is uh, anonymous, so 
you won't be able to see who votes which way. I saw that on. Oh, really? It was on Show of Hands, that app I used. That's like a voting, a uh-huh. polling app. It said, "Should should the Senate have a, a secret vote mm-hmm. so that uh, they're not so it doesn't ruin their reelection if they vote for or that against has impeachment?" Pros and cons, but yeah. Well, let's talk yeah. about them. In my opinion, the pros here is that. When it comes to impeachment and a mm-hmm. vote on impeachment, it's not about representation at that point. Right. Right. You're well, not representing you're your right. district you're when right. you're voting on impeachment. You're represent you are as a lawmaker getting the facts and the right. evidence and voting based on that. Then yeah, if it comes to that sort of thing, it should be anonymous. It should be. But I just don't just like, like the, a jury. I just don't like the idea of someone like uh let's say a, a liberal person gets elected and they are they're in there and it's um, they're voting against what they ran for, and no one, no, no, one no, knows. no. yeah. Well, when, it comes, like that. when it comes to policy or law, it should never be secret because right. that's when the representation—that's what it is. Right. But in this case, they're mm-hmm. acting as a jury. And and I think the idea of hey, we want to hold our politicians accountable to their platform promises that they made us when we voted for them—that's a good idea behind that. But yeah. also, I think that uh, lobbyists are better at buying votes. Right. When they can hold them accountable as opposed to uh, someone that says, yeah, I'm going to take all that pressure from the lobbying group. But guess what? My constituents really the best thing for them is this. So I'm going to secretly vote the other way. There's that. But your platform shouldn't be Mm -hmm. I'm going to protect the president at all costs. Yeah, sure. like what is Regardless with this, of this right wing and just getting rid of the well, we legislative talked, branch? We like, talked about this. Why do they care? They would have Pence. I know. I don't. I doesn't. They I, would get more really, policy done with Pence. I really don't understand because Trump's base is not big enough to merit this. Yeah, I, I don't know. So don't. tell me about this. They need three votes. So fifty-one. Is that mm-hmm. what yours? So they can take a vote when it goes to the Senate, and all they need is a simple majority to make it a secret ballot. Exactly. Which I, I don't know if you listened. I read too. Correct me if I'm wrong. That it only takes a simple majority to dismiss the whole case. That's right. Yeah, but the, uh, the stuff that we've been hearing is more. Uh, no, we want to see the process. We want. We want him acquitted. Yeah. Right. They're going to acquit regardless, though. Which but, is where a secret ballot might help. Who knows? Maybe right. that's the angle, though. Is they're saying hilarious. we want to acquit, oh but gosh. really they all secretly are in their heads going, "Oh yeah, we w- I, this is going to go down in flames, I, and then we can." Yeah, I can only. Pass it off I can think pants. of maybe four senators that I think would stand by Trump regardless. It'd be Mike Lee, yeah, Matt Gates, mm-hmm. um, Jim Jordan, uh-huh. and Mitch. You think Mitch would? I'm torn on Mitch. He was the fourth one, but I'm torn. Yeah. I don't even think Lindsey Graham would. No, I don't think so either. I think Lindsey Graham is trying to protect the party right now. Yeah. That's why he's gutless. Yeah. I I think a lot of other people, we might be onto something there. The only problem is those three would be crucified. Mm. Right? So they'd have to take one for the team, like we've always (laughs) talked about. So if Because that would be an open vote, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, let's take a vote to make that a secret vote to make that a secret vote. Sure. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I, it'd be interesting. It's definitely going to go to the Senate. There's no doubt. It just depends on what the lawyers do after that point. I was surprised to see that they had counsel for both sides in the impeachment inquiry on Thursday <laughs> <laughs> or Wednesday. But no exhibits, no calling any witnesses. <laughs> right, yeah, nothing. Before we the- move on from the topic of a perfect country, I two two more things. What would you do with taxes? How would you tax the country? Uh, my favorite plan ever mm-hmm. is a flat sales tax. Yeah. 
It encourages saving. And I'm down with the lottery. Why not? Hmm. What do you mean? Lottery in most states where there's a lottery, they get rid of some. You yeah. get rid of property tax or income tax. Oh, okay, yeah. So it usually funds schools. I think yeah, in yeah. Florida it funds uh, the schools. It does in Texas for sure. Yeah. So I, I, I'd be down with that. I think uh, – And there would be no loopholes. Yeah. Everything that's sold is taxed. Yeah. So uh, stocks, which is what um, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie's plan is, is that you would tax trades. Right. Right? If you buy a stock, you're taxing you. Mm-hmm. It's not taxed right now. What the hell? I go buy a penny candy at the – gas station i'm taxed they can trade a hundred thousand dollar stock and they're not taxed right doesn't make any sense no so it's they're taxed on the gain of it but they're not taxed for the purchase right get rid of the tax for the gain get rid of income tax get rid of all that just straight sales tax what about one last thing here and then we should probably take a break crime um more specifically uh illicit substances and stuff because the other day i was thinking um, why now, you know, the right, the right is always quote unquote anti-government until it comes to <laughs> abortion, abortion and drugs. And, drugs yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like, but what right does the government have really to tell me that I can't take something because it's harming me? I, I can see if it harms other people. I think that the, and Jake, maybe you can speak to that. I think that the, the argument is the, the, there's no solid data on what would happen, right? Well, yeah. Because the thing that makes um, – go to the 80s and the crack epidemic, mm-hmm. right? You have an ignorant populace. Right now we have an opioid ep- epidemic. Right. We have an ignorant populace who's taking this drug. So it's not only killing them because they're ignorant, um, but then you have wars, gang wars, because of the drug, about turf. See, so if you, if, if you took a libertarian stance mm-hmm. when I'll Rand Paul here – and said that everything should be legal. Right. There's no data to tell us what would happen. Right. Would would millions more people die and we just have a Darwinian effect? Would that be such a... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I see your point, you know, but yeah, it would be a bad thing, you I, know? I also think we should take down those billboards that tell you to not <laughs> do various things. And I think that the courts agree right now because they're siding with people who are suing the drug companies. Right. Because of their... The way they lied about the addictive properties of of heroin, basically. Right. Well, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say, we'll just say no until it happens to your mom, right? Right. And your mom is a sweet old lady and it can happen to anyone. And now think, she's an addict. Yeah, the biggest change that is starting to happen but needs to happen at a more accelerated rate is for everyone to recognize this is a health problem. This is not a criminal problem. Right. These people are sick. They're not which criminals. Is, it's, right. and which to Dave Chappelle's point is happening now because it's white people. Right. And when there's the crack epidemic, it was a crime problem. Right. With an opioid epidemic, it's a it's a health problem. Right, right. But to that uh, end but it's that's, good. That's that's how I think I would handle it. Instead of arresting people, I would treat oh, them. Oh, absolutely. Because what what good is a nonviolent offender who smoked crack? Had a little crack in his car. What good is prison doing him? No good. It's not doing anything. They're getting drugs in prison. Worse. They're getting drugs in prison. Drugs connections. They're joining they're, gangs. Yeah. It it really it doesn't make any sense. Now I know that there's people that are going to come and keep coming back and coming back. Maybe the majority of them, but I don't. I don't know. It just well, seems silly to put these nonviolent people in jail. Oh, it's totally stupid. And people might argue the cost. It's a non-argument. 
Oh yeah. Have you seen how much it costs it, it, for for a prisoner? Which which mm. I have a real problem with corporate funded. Well, for sure. Prisons that is messed up. And sure. the range per state is crazy, but I think the average cost per prisoner is something like fifty six grand a year. It makes total sense to lock up drug addicts if and only if you own a private prison. <laughs> right. Makes great financial sense. But I'm pretty sure, I mean, we could start a rehab center tomorrow if the government paid us 56 grand a year per person. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. All right. You know, yeah, let's do it. Let's get you, let's get you treatment. Let's get you therapy. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's get you detox correctly, because once you, like I said, you go to prison, you're not detox. You're getting drugs in there. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think uh, therapy needs to be more. Yeah, it, it needs to almost be. It, it's so hard now. It's in Utah. I don't know if you saw the. I think we talked about it. The I, the red. Uh, I read in a report on KSL that there's a huge shortage of mental health. Yeah, because uh, they don't pay them enough here, and so. You can't find one. They don't make enough money. And if you do find one, they want $200 a session. Right. And I can't afford that. Well, and your insurance won't pay for it. And my insurance won't pay for it. Yep. And so there's only certain people that are getting it. And frankly, it it needs to be like everyone should just have it. Like it should just be. Yeah, it should be required. (laughs) It should be. Like. We're evolving as people. Like right. we're we're finally figuring out that we need to talk through things and, and all this stuff. Yes, and uh, it needs to be as available as getting a driver's license. As a society, we're in a permanent revolutionary state right now. Uh-huh. Everything's changing so fast. But you know, my dad was a therapist for twenty years, right? And I think he told me once that he got paid maybe sixty percent of what he billed because insurance companies treat therapists like shit. Well, wow. that's just they, more. You'll, you'll, he'll diagnose someone with, you know, a major depressive disorder, mm-hmm. and the insurance company will approve five sessions. Yeah. Five sessions, mm. you know? So then you have therapists who are tempted, well, I need to diagnose you with something more heavy so that I can treat you longer. But then when I do that, if I, if I diagnose you as bipolar, you're labeled for life. Mm-hmm. But that's the only way I'll be able to treat you longer unless you want to pay me cash. You know, mm. so it's stupid. It's a yeah, it's a horrible system. Just goes into our whole healthcare debacle. Yeah. The corporations are running everything. We're all doomed. Um, there are two more. Wait, I want to say two more things. Okay. About the Constitution. Okay. One, I would clear up the Second Amendment <laughs> for sure, and make that a lot more clear. Right. About what that, what that's for. Right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. And impeachment is very relevant, and the Constitution is super vague. Yeah, it's because they didn't mm-hmm. think we'd have. No, a, a demagogue. They had president. they had other things in place to prevent a demagogue that failed in 2016. So now we have one, and impeachment's so vague <laughs> that now we don't know what to do. I yeah, I think uh, a quicker process. And uh, I, what do you real quick before we go to break again? What do you think about all the Republicans' defense on? I'm I'm trying to to be open to to the different ideas but i tuned into a very conservative radio station today that i wasn't aware that existed here (laughs) and i remember who the guy was but they're you know it's called they're calling it the impeachment circus and sure they're like uh, you know uh, just their arguments seem so it's just like these people are so stupid and i'm like i i just don't get that rationale because to me it seems pretty clear cut what happened but am i just thinking that way because i just want him gone well there's probably a, there's probably a, a bit to that what are your thoughts oh it's a 
That's a good question. I, the, the scary thing is you don't want whatever we process we follow is the same process that could come back at us. Right. It is, is, and it, it's been devolving for a long time into more and more Which is know, the, divide between right. the left and the right. And it's got to stop somewhere. But I think, I mean, bribery, is that's one of the, the only things that's listed as one of those high crimes right. and misdemeanors that you can impeach for, an right. impeachable offense. So I, Which is basically what he did. It's really getting at the heart of it. I don't think that you're viewing it as, you know. Right. I think that something I mean, less it, than it is. But you've got to be cautious about the process. Right? Yeah, your point that the process could come back. That's what happened to the Republicans, right? This process that they invented <laughs> has come back and now they hate it. But the other thing is another precedent that could be set is when the Senate acquits the president of this, that precedent is now set that the president of the United States can ask foreign allies to interfere. You just set that precedent that that's okay, mm-hmm. that it's okay for the president to behave that way. And that's the Democrats' case right now is, okay, you're saying that that's okay. That means that every president from here on out is going to be able to do that. Would you have impeached Barack Obama? If this was his phone call, right? No, no, no. Like, no way. If, (laughs) you know, and the Republicans' talking points today, or uh, excuse me, on Wednesday after the impeachment um, were basically, I heard over and over again, so we're just supposed to take these witnesses at face value? Well, yeah. That's, that's, that's the acting ambassador. But that's what and, you. That's what you do in any. <laughs> these are career diplomats. That's like we're, you're in a murder case. Like we're just supposed to just take just, this eyewitness at face value. Yeah, like <laughs> like these guys. These guys dedicated their lives to this country mm-hmm. as diplomats. Went mm-hmm. to shitty places like Ukraine mm-hmm. for their job for us to protect us, mm-hmm. and now they come and testify against the president, and now we don't trust them. Right. So th- that argument, ah, this is, I deleted Facebook. Is that why? That's why I got so sick of it. <laughs> I got so sick of it. But then I had a minor freak out the other day uh-huh. over DACA. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The president tweeted, even if the Supreme Court decides with me and DACA's now illegal, it's okay. It'll just force the Democrats to negotiate with me. What the fuck kind of comment is that? That's what made me freak out. He could end this. If he's pro DACA kids, Mm -hmm. if he wants the Dreamers to stay, he could end this case right now. It's his administration. His administration is arguing in the Supreme Court right now. He could just withdraw it now. Instead, he wants to toy with these people and use it as a political ploy to try and embarrass Democrats later. These are people's lives. They've been here since they were one or two years old. I know. That's ridiculous. So I had a minor freak out and posted that to Facebook, and then I read. <laughs> I'd had to delete it from my phone. So sick of people. If your mo all through your, <laughs> all through like your business dealings has been to sue people, and then put even if you lose, you put yourself in a better negotiating right. tactic. That doesn't necessarily work as well to defraud. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ameri- these guys, they're Americans. Come on, people, come on, because they came out of a vagina over there, but then came here when they were one, two, three years old. Come, they're Americans. This mm-hmm. is stupid. They don't even have like an accent. They're just like, like yeah. <laughs> you're gonna go back to your home country. This is their home country. It is so. And then the people make the criminal argument. It is well documented that Americans, white Americans, are way more likely to be criminals than immigrants. Yeah. Way, way more. 
It's oh, this is his mo. We've talked about news, it before. Man. That all he does is create crises that he can fix and pretend to be the hero. And he admitted this one on Twitter. Don't worry, dreamers. If the Supreme Court decides with me, it's okay. I'll save you by negotiating with the Democrats. Mm-hmm. What? Does that make any sense? Well, no, not at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was that was rage filled. I, I was filled with rage. I mean, wow. Still in. And coming up. Jake has a great, well, it's not a great story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's hey, it deals with prisons. It deals very with interesting uh, bipolarism. A lot of stuff that we've been talking about. I don't even know if my random headlines are humorous. It's going to blow your minds, this story. Anyway, when we come back, random headlines and your heads will be blown along with your... Heads will be blown heads. off. <laughs> anyway, for the Arte podcast, <laughs> we'll be back. Colbert Super PAC is all about building bridges, and that is why I was truly gratified recently to see that even after the things I've said about Muslims, I received a contribution from Arab American viewer Suck Madik. I trust I'm pronouncing that correctly. You've made your parents proud. Your father, Lika Madik, and your mother, who still goes by her maiden name, Munch Makuchi. This is the Arctic Podcast. Interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'll bring us back, Spencer. Time for random headlines. And after that, you are in for a treat. You're in for a head explosion. You're going to have your head blown right off. Your pee. (laughs) Anyway. Random headlines. Just three of them. Thank goodness. The most sought after (laughs) segment in podcasting. Now... You know I love birds. I have birds. Seven of them. Seven now? Yeah, one died. Oh, that's right. You had eight. Yeah. One you grew yourself. I did. Yeah. I did. Um, but apparently, a, uh, uh, and I'm not sure if this is in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, it's a New Zealand poll. But it's the Bird of the Year Award. This was a poll taken in New Zealand. Yeah, apparently it happens every year. Please be the sequel. No. <laughs> no. An endangered yellow-eyed penguin has won the New Zealand's coveted Bird of the Year. I gotta look up a picture uh, now. After two weeks of intense campaigning, the... There's people that lobbied for this? Ho, ho, hoi, ho, saw off more than five rivals to become the first, okay, the first penguin to ever win Bird of the Year. You know, as a bird guy, yeah. how do you feel about penguins being known as birds? I mean, there's ostriches. I'd rather have penguins over ostriches. That's not what I asked. I'm just, I'm just I, I like, <laughs> I, I think it's fine. They, they they fly underwater. Have you seen them underwater? They do. They look but like they're flying. Why can't we call them their own thing? You know? 
I don't know, because they are birds. They Bird. have feathers and a beak, and they lay eggs. And Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure that there's something else that... I want a penguin. Like an octopus has a beak and lays eggs. <laughs> you got to promote the ones. Everyone knows. You got to promote the cute ones. Yeah. Or no one gives it. Yeah. You know, no one cares about the dung beetle, but that is hey, incredibly they're important. important. They're important. Yeah. They roll our dung. Maybe they, like... Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, have you seen those crabs that, like... That scoop dirt yes. into their mouth and then put yes. out little balls. Holy, man, that and cool. they they do that like all in one day and then it gets yeah. washed away and they do it again the next day. Yeah. Well, I can't remember why they do it though. There, there's food in the. In oh, the, that's right. That's right. In the it's sand, like a, they're like a conveyor system. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, the bird won uh, out of uh, forty three thousand votes. Water bird. That's what we should call it. Water underwater birdie. underwater bird. What? Okay. <laughs> it's endangered though There's only 225 pairs in the it's wild because they can't fly Probably <laughs> Probably They live in New Zealand though, huh? Yeah Interesting A lot of birds live in New Zealand and Australia All the pretty and cool ones I wonder like, if they go to Antarctica <clears throat> My cockatiels and parakeets are all from Australia That's hmm. so why I want to go there and see wild cockatiels Just hundreds of them hmm. Be cool that, that would be cool So when I was uh, <laughs> When I was uh, Googling my I normally I normally Google weird news stories to get my random headlines. Sure. And today I Googled random news storage. I have no freaking idea. Storage. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I started thinking about something else. I don't know be what. A freaking bomb ass website. Can I just say? Random You're just news like storage? I want to do random stuff. Randomnewsstorage.com. It's archive stories of random headlines. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? Better get, yeah. her, better get that. Uh, Let me see if it's taken. I'll, I'll buy it right now. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to read you the news stories that came up with random news storage. Uh, Mini IO fires fresh salvo in object storage speed wars. You're going to have to read that one again. I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, Microsoft stored an entire Superman movie on a piece of glass. Hmm. Hmm. Three emerging memory Thanks technologies. Thanks for curing cancer, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Before you put Superman on a piece of glass. <laughs> Appreciate like it. like a for- Fortress of Solitude reference where he like no, slides the thing? In, it's, no? it's like, because uh, that's what he does to, to um, Zod. Remember he puts him in the glass. Oh, right. And he's like, ah! Hmm. No, you don't know what I'm talking no, about. I can't. I don't know. No. Uh, I didn't watch Smallville. <laughs> that was that was Superman. <laughs> Google claims its quantum computer solved a ten thousand year problem in seconds. Have you heard about these quantum computers and what they're going to do? They're going to freaking change everything and cure cancer. Basically, they what? said that it can compute things that we could never even imagine, like within seconds. I mean, I can't even imagine what I can't imagine. I know. Well. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make warp drive in like a day. Randomnewsstorage.com is available, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> uh, secret, prisons employee, secret prison employee torture experts. What? That doesn't make any sense. All right. Anyway, I just thought that was funny that I, I that secret Googled that. Oh, the, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you were talking about the secret uh, employee <laughs> torture prison. Uh, the last story, a unicorn puppy. With tail on its face. I did see a picture of that today. I saw this. Oh, did Narwhal, you? I think everyone, named, right? everyone in America probably saw this one today. I didn't until I Googled weird news stories. Doesn't mean it's not random. That's true. But I think everybody saw it. Uh, but yeah, this dog has uh, a tail on his face. 
Uh, I say... Um, it's a horn. I, Thank you. I, I say return it, you know? Get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a deformity. I mean, does it wag? I mean, Or, or would, can it spear you? Like, here's a what? question. Here's an ethical. This is like, would you steal to feed your starving family? Here's one. Would you cut off this dog's tail that's on its head? <laughs> if you were PETA, what would PETA say about this dog? Only if it was causing it any. Uh, I mean, pain. Pretty, like if it was a giant tumor or something. Pretty then, yeah. annoying if you had a tail coming out your eyebrows. Yeah, it's also it's weird looking. My horn can pierce the sky. Maybe, maybe <laughs> like maybe <laughs> the, the dog the like mated yeah. with a chameleon or something, and it got a, a it's horn. A unicorn. A dog a corn. Unidog. Yes, a lab in a but, unicorn. <laughs> I don't know which one did. Which. How about a corn dog? Corn dog! Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's brilliant! Unicorn dog. Oh, unicorn guy. Yeah, you got it now. <laughs> I like corn dog. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> I want a corn dog right now. Get mm, a piece of pizza. Um, I've already had like six. And Jimmy John's. I'm so fat. Anyway, uh, that is random uh, headlines, which brings me to my favorite music. Yes. Oh, I love this music. <laughs> this is time for. Uh, Jake's story. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. <laughs> Cigarette? No? I... <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of been overhyped, maybe, but uh, you will leave, I think, feeling a little bit annoyed and angry. Here's the deal. Upset. If you weren't if annoyed you're anything and angry, like me. upset out of everything else we've talked about. Then You've never heard this story, I don't think. I haven't, no. I didn't know it until you told me a few weeks ago. So I think in the legal world, it may have been overhyped. But I think our listeners... I think they're gonna. I think they're not gonna know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this is a, a a case that we're working out at our firm on, on, on at our firm. We did a press release back uh, earlier this year in December of last year in Bannock County, up by uh, Pocatello, Idaho. Bannock. Bannock. B a n n o c k. And is okay. that and they, that is in Idaho, correct? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Right there, the Pocatello area is right there in okay. Bannock okay. County. Not quite in the heart of white supremacy. but So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so last December, uh, the Bannock County uh, Police Department, no, let's see, is Pocatello Police Department picked up Lance Quick. Uh, is that his real name? That's right. His, his real name's Lance Quick, uh, sus- under suspicion that he was intoxicated, not necessarily drunk, but maybe on some sort of illicit substance. Uh, which police do all the time. They get called out for people that are maybe acting a little erratic, and mm-hmm. and so that part's totally or, fine. Or sitting uh, Native American style on your driveway. Yes, right. yes, that <laughs> happens. I was I was waiting for the applause, but they didn't come. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the the problem was that uh, Lance Quick was not under uh, the influence of alcohol or drugs he was actually experiencing a uh uh bipolar episode um he the manic right he's a 40 year old home inspector he owned his own home inspection business he had actually been over three years without any kind of episode uh lance had a good support system his parents uh lived close by and he had you know he was close with his family and so he had a good support system but even People with good support systems sometimes have an episode, Mm -hmm. and that is what happened in this case. When uh, Lance arrived at the Bannock County Jail, however, problems started 
almost immediately. Uh, it was clear to pretty much everyone from the beginning that Lance was, you know, not experiencing the effects or coming down off of drugs. He was experiencing a psychotic Psychosis. break. Right. Yeah. Right. So he uh, stopped. He, he was, you know, uh, making nonsensical statements. He started, uh, in, in the end, he was responding only to internal stimuli is what some of the reports say. So, uh, I mean, he's in a world of his own. By the way, internal stimuli will be at warp Definitely. Definitely. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sadly, um, you know, almost a week after Lance was uh, put into this cell, it was a just a solitary cell that had, I mean, it's like a six by ten foot room. Ooh. If you can imagine pure concrete, one drain in the center of the room, no faucet, no bed, no toilet. It's like, a, like a, it's just a drunk tank. It's a, it's just a room. He has a sleeping mat and a blanket, and what he was wearing when he let when he entered the jail. But <clears throat> as the days go by, Lance is not eating. He's not sleeping. He's not drinking anything. And despite the prison staff telling the medical uh, uh, personnel that, you know, we suspect he's not drinking, they didn't put an IV into him or or try to secure him. They did an initial – they made an attempt to do an initial assessment of his medical needs. They brought the nurse to the door and he started to walk towards the door. He was, you know, without clothes a lot of the time. Uh, because he was in the middle of this psychotic break, and so they pushed him back into the cell, shut the door, ended the assessment, and made no other attempts to help him into until the night before he died when a nurse came and held out a cup of Gatorade after support staff said that he hadn't had anything to drink in quite some time. By that time, he was lethargic, laying down on the ground most of the day, Jeez. and he died the next morning. The coroner's report uh, showed that the cause of death was, uh, you know, starvation and mm-hmm. that he just... Unbelievable. ...died from not having anything to drink from... They starved him to death yeah. in jail, surrounded by guards who were checking on him, what, every 45 minutes? At the end, the guards started noting in their logs whether or not he was breathing. What? So... You know, the night before he died, they would look into his cell. He was not moving much at this point because he's actively dying. And So they'd go check on him, and in the notes they would say, still breathing? Still breathing. <laughs> These are humans? They're Idahoans. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, you know, the, the one thing is the co- name of the company that is, provided the medical service, IV Medical, it's it's really kind of a mixed bag of who's at fault here. Both the prison, the the county itself, mm-hmm. is who the party is, and then also Ivy Medical, and they're they're going to be put in a position, I think, where they kind of point the finger at each other because everything that we cited in our notice of tort claim, they're really inflammatory things. Everything that we cited is directly from their jail footage. It's directly from their own logs, mm-hmm. and. So there's really no wiggle room. It's just about are they going to decide between themselves whether we can settle this case and do what's right for the family? Uh-huh. Would if they don't settle, would they would they both be defendants? Could you? Would you? Right. You would. You, okay. Both of them would be go after both of them, like with one claim or one right. Suit? So they'd both be a defendant in the same cl- in the same case. Okay. 
I didn't know that was possible. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Thought you'd have two different. Any? Are there any individuals that are? Well, uh, like are the are the guards protected by? In like a a liability with the with the like the sheriff's department or something? Yeah, in some jurisdictions, you have to be able to point to certain people and say you caused this or you caused this. Mm -hmm. In Idaho, uh, you can assert a claim against the county when a group of of employees employed by the county are all at, at fault they're pretty lucky mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's it's uh fortunate in this case because that it really is kind of a cumulative thing no maybe no one guard is responsible but a lot of different people drop the ball along the way it's now, like groupthink, you know like if you were a guard taking over that shift and you are getting report or something and they say oh for him we're uh just making sure that he's still breathing when you were coming on a shift, wouldn't you be like, say that again? We're just making sure he's breathing. Right. Hasn't and he been here for like five days? Like, what was his family doing? The, well, the, so the crazy twist in this is that his mother and father, well, so his father is the, the county coroner. He has a close personal relationship his dad is with the, coroner. the sheriff. The, the county coroner is, is the Lance Quick's dad. father. Oh, my God. And he, they are calling every day. And they are calling not just the jail, but they have access because he's the county coroner. He has the sheriff's cell phone. Mm-hmm. Sheriff's out of town at, you know, at, at some sort of conference. And sheriffs run the jails. Right. And so the sheriff's assuring him, no, you know, he's going to be out of there tomorrow and into a hospital where he needs to be. I'm like taking on, care of it. We're, we're, we're on top of is it. Is this like on day two or something that he was saying this? or So the, the family found out where he was the morning after he was arrested. And so they were... From that day on, calling every single day, so the sh- trying to ask if they can bring in his medications. Oh. Uh, they wouldn't let him do that? No, they, they're saying that they were told, no, our medical staff's on top of it. And the thing is that the, there were records that the jail had of a prior time when he had been, when he had an incident mm-hmm. and went to the jail, had a stay in the jail, similar to this before, but um, they had all his medications listed there. They knew when they performed this blood draw as well, as soon as he came in, that he ha- he should have been on certain medications. And the interesting thing is the autopsy report shows all of those medications at the time that they did the autopsy after he died at severely reduced levels. Right. So it's obvious he didn't get any of the medications he needed. So if the sheriff had actually kept his word, he would have been in, hos- in the hospital by day three? Or sooner. Or sooner. Because they found out the next day, so day two they found out. He called the, his dad, the coroner, calls the sheriff that day, and the sheriff says, "I'm out of town, but I'll have him in the hospital by tomorrow." So the next day they're calling all the hospitals, and, he's, and they're he's being still told, "No, there's none. There's he, he's not in any of the hospitals." So they call the jail again, and they're told, "You know, I didn't hear anything about him getting released. No, he's he's not getting released. He's in. Can we talk to him?" They kept getting told he's incapacitated, but they wouldn't tell him the nature of that incapacitation they weren't telling him he's bonkers he's he's acting nuts because he's in a psychotic break and but they didn't believe him or they didn't know what to do or didn't care or uh they found it displeasant to deal with someone who was acting odd and taking their clothes off and so they just were kicking you know everyone's kind of kicking the and so down they, the road not wanting to take responsibility and say uh, i mean so they got clearance they were ordered by the court to house him in a in a 
non-correctional uh, facility, in a medical facility. Uh-huh. Wait, when were they ordered to do that? Uh, three days before he died. So day three of his incarceration. Right. And so they, they are ordered to put him into a medical facility, and they call to see if they can get someone to come pick him up. They're told that the behavioral unit is full. They're, they don't have any beds. But they say, hey, bring him up here. We can start doing labs. And at the hospital portion of, you know, it's the behavioral sure. unit's just one wing. Right. And as soon as a bed opens up, we'll put him in. Yeah, you can strap him down for the time being in the ER or something. So there's a transcript of that, or there's notes from that call where the, the person who called was like, well, I told her I didn't think that we had to take him up there. That they, in the past, have always sent someone down to pick up the inmates. But she said that we had to take him up there and have someone with him. And so we didn't do it. I mean... So the deputies in the because jail... Because they didn't want to drive him. And I, I, we made the drive when we drove up there for this press conference. It's less than 10 minutes from the jail to the hospital. Because they didn't want to make that drive, they left him in the cell... To die. ...alone. I mean, I could understand that if you were... To bear with me. I could understand that if you were like... Well, normally they some, send someone down here to pick him up. I could understand that for like an hour... And then you'd call the hospital like, hey, you guys sending someone to pick this guy up? Oh, no, no, no. You guys got to drive him up. Oh, okay. Like I can understand maybe an hour passing for the miscommunication. But yeah. three days? There was, there was a lame attempt to maybe try and get those administrative wheels turning just as there was a lame attempt to offer a cup of Gatorade right before he died. Oh, my gosh. But neither of those are, are excusable in my mind. I, I just – it's hard because also because – you know, immediately after the sheriff held a press conference and was saying things like, oh, he died, you know, he had suffered cardiac arrest on the way to the hospital. He was awaiting transport. And this is, you know, so unfortunate. We need more funding for... The sheriff is saying this you know, now. We can't, we can't, you know, diagnose the mentally ill. We're not equipped to handle it. And we don't want to be, he's saying. I mean, he said some crazy stuff. But you this. have evidence of him telling... The dad, who's the coroner, that we'll they're going to get him to a hospital. We're on top of it. We'll get him there. They so, knew he needed help. This sounds like a open slash close case. Are we suspecting that these are just going to settle out of out of court, or is that even? Uh, do they even want that? This like, is interesting. I mean, so uh, Kim and Shauna Quick, the parents uh-huh. are the loveliest people. I, I mean, we went up and met with them, uh, you know, a few different times and, and it couldn't have happened to nicer people. And I can tell you, I've done a bunch of these civil rights types cases, uh, with Kara Porter at our firm, who's mm-hmm. just really a prodigious civil rights attorney. And I've never, uh, everyone that has come to us has said at some point, how much do you think this case is worth? Uh-huh. Kim and Shauna never asked once that question, but instead we're hitting on what could have prevented this. We want policy change. Right. Mm, right. They and, don't want it to happen to someone else. Right. It was almost, yeah. you know, and, and when we submitted the claim, we had to bring it up. Right. And we realized it's never been brought up. What are we going to ask? What amount are we going to put in our demand? And we had to breach it with them. They were very uncomfortable about it. Oh, really? And, you know, we had to explain that, one of the ways to get policy change is by hitting them where it hurts. And this is, right, you know. Yeah, because the county's only going to take action for like, we don't want to have to pay another $50 million or whatever settlement. Like with, yeah. So how many times did his dad, the coroner, call his friend the sheriff? 
I think he had a, a list of it for between four and six. I, I'd have to take a look to see to exactly six. how many times, but he's calling him consistently over I mean, over five days, really, because the first day he didn't know where his son was. So over five days, he called him at least four times, right, and got the same promise. And he, one of the times he calls, this is one of the most incendiary things to me, is that he says to him, "Look, uh, you're diabetic." He's telling the the sheriff. You know how important it is for you to get your insulin? Uh-huh. That's how important it is for my son to get his medications. Right. It can really do serious harm if he goes even a short period of time without him. And the sheriff's saying, I get it. I understand. We're going to take care of it. Well, then after, you know, <laughs> Lance dies, he has this press conference. And he says in the press conference, he has the gall to say, this isn't like a diabetic, that you can just give them insulin. You have to know how much, you know, what what their condition is. You have to know. And we're not equipped to do that. And all this uh, all this crap. Well, his I'm, Kim Quick was not saying that it's just as easy to diagnose and treat a diabetic as it is to treat someone with bipolar disorder. He was saying it's just as important. Right. And by the way, this Bannock County Jail, while that sheriff was in charge, had another prisoner die that was diabetic. <laughs> and didn't get the insulin that they needed. Oh, but it's almost so... So even you're saying it's not as easy as, as when someone's diabetic where you can just give them insulin. Well, obviously, even that, you can screw up Cause, at yeah, your jail. That, like, I don't even know the right word for that. I, I, ironic. Uh, co- like, what is the right word for something like that? Well, it's not as easy as treating a diabetic. Well, you know, just a few months ago, you had a diabetic die here. Right. Like, what is what is the word for that type of just brazen? Donald Trump? Is that like a, <laughs> can we use him as an adjective? This now? is disgusting. Like, um, so, I, I this is something I, I don't know about law, but um, in the suit, um, could could um, like removing the sheriff and all the employees could that be part of a lawsuit? Is that like a way to settle, like, uh, we'll settle out of court if you remove the sheriff and re um, remove all these employees change and the start a new change policies, mm-hmm. and we'll take a million dollars too, and you know, just for fun. And uh, is that is that possible to do that, or is that you know, does that not work? I don't think that you would get a court to award you that okay. as a result of a lawsuit. I, it's important to know we haven't filed a, an official lawsuit right, right. yet. Uh, we've submitted a notice of tort claim within one year of the incident. or I, I, Actually, I think it's within six months. You have to notify the county if you have a claim against them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to file suit then. That tolls the statute for another Gotcha. You know, so many years. So we don't have to decide on whether to file suit. We're still in the so early you- stages of this. We're not sure exactly what the position of Bannock County or Ivy Medical will be at this. So it gives you a larger window to either negotiate, collect evidence. Right. But kind of if that was our demand, you know, we could include that as part of the policy changes the want, that we want. Part of the problem is there are a lot of existing policies that should have prevented this. Right. So it's not necessarily just about we want uh, – and there are policy changes that we've suggested and we've put forward. But also there's a lot of things that you should have done. I think by the sounds of the way you're describing it, I don't think policies is the issue. It sounds like it's a top-down culture situation where right. – I mean it reminds me of, of like my job where I 
just keep pushing off a project until the last minute, you know. But right. in this case, the project is a person who's dying, and no one, no one wanted to deal with it. No one said, yeah, like the the guards on shift were like, ah, oh, the next shift will handle yeah, it. Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then it just got to the point where we're like, oh, this guy's. What do we do now? We'll, you know, and and the breathing thing just gets me, man. That they were actually notating that. That's right. That's crazy. I think that says even a lay person with no medical training knew this guy is in trouble. That is just not, it's non-human to do something like Mm -hmm. that. And even if you say, you know, it is hard to diagnose and treat mental illness, there does need to be more research, more funding, more help for people like Lance Quick. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't excuse you from letting him dehydrate to death and starve. Right. If, if, if If a... prisoner goes on a hunger strike affirmatively choosing to refuse food and water you have to strap that inmate down mm-hmm. put an iv in them intubate them right well, and and, and you nose. can't just let them die right. how much more so for someone who doesn't even understand in the jail logs they they noted uh it's clear that prisoner that the prisoner does not understand the concept when we offered him water he doesn't understand the oh concept of being offered water I also don't understand why he was still in like the drunk tank. Why he didn't get moved to a a regular cell? Like that's that where he might at be a able bare to get some minimum like that rest. seems super strange. Right. So they have affidavits from medical examiners that supposedly came in and assessed him, and they all say it, you know agreed. Yes, he is. You know, has a, a mental issue. He can't care for himself. He needs to be in a medical. You know, he needs treatment. Not to be in prison, green light. Get him to the hospital. And, and were it just his, didn't happen. Were his parents his only family? Did he have? Uh, so he, I mean, he wasn't married, but he had brothers, sisters. He's, he was a favorite uncle. I spoke to many different people, including one of the reporters that showed up to the press conference, who was one of his home inspection customers. Oh my gosh! Didn't know him well, but I didn't talk to anyone who had anything negative to say about him. What he is was, the? What's um, Lance's dad's? opinion of the sheriff if you can even share that like i mean it this is his his grief is only matched by his frustration i think at this point i i feel so much for this family is is like the charge of murder off the table completely like it seems like this is it's funny that you say that too because our our sheriff in bannock county said you know Uh another crazy thing that he says in this case is uh so, you know, Lance Quick's father, Kim Quick, is the coroner. Uh-huh. He goes down to the hospital where his son is. He's been told by a nurse who knows the family, hey, your son's here and it's code blue. It doesn't look good. You know, he's right. And so he rushes down there knowing his son's already dead. Mm-hmm. And he is the coroner that has to tag the body. Mm-hmm. They walk into the room and have to see. I mean, he sees his son bruised, his nails chipped and broken and He's in a bad state. It, it, I just feel so bad. And it, obviously after that point, he tags the body. He has to recuse himself, you know, right. and they send it to an outside county coroner. Mm-hmm. And that's the coroner, that, you know, that did the autopsy and said the cause of death is ketoacidosis, acute ketoacidosis. So it's like yeah, dehydration. So what did the sheriff say about, like... And so he's walking in. The sheriff's standing right there in the hallway as he's walking down. And he's like, I can't, you know, and he's like, I'm so sorry about... It didn't say I'm so sorry. I'm so mad about this. 
That's what the sheriff said. The to sheriff said, "I'm so mad about this. And as far as I'm concerned, this is a homicide." Mm. Oh, he said. <laughs> he said that to him, and then you know, shortly thereafter, flipped the script when he gave his press conference. So your your firm just does civil law, though, right? Like tort uh, law. Right, right. We have um, some criminal defense attorneys as well. But is the is is there any talk of that in the county up there or in the, at the state level? You know, there was an, uh, so they passed off the investigation to a tri county investigation force, which is basically it's kind of a group of uh, investigators chosen by the tri county sheriff association. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know. I, I I don't know necessarily what the f- full and final outcome of that investigation was. No charges have been made to this point. I mean, you'd you'd have to you'd either have multiple defendants or have to pick pick one, right? In a criminal case, mm-hmm. so it would be hard. But you gotta. Where's the justice like here? Who who do you ultimately if you're if you're going after murder? Who do you ultimately pin it on? Yes, because you can't pin it on. I was like. 20 different guards and a sheriff like over over the course of six days can you can you can you charge a corporate or a company or a county with murder (laughs) (laughs) should be able to yeah i I don't i don't and that's like bombshell after bombshell man like the diabetic thing that someone with that was diabetic died uh him saying i'm treating this as a homicide the fact that this guy's his friend and he talked to him over and over again and he promised to have him at a hospital. The documentation that he's still breathing. Like, this is just, this is absurd. How does this happen? Yeah, it's smoking gun after smoking gun. And it just makes me feel like if someone who has that support and who is doing so well before and just has an episode by chance and you're, guess what? Your dad even has an in with the sheriff. If you can't get out of that right. situation, yeah. what chance does anyone else stand right. if they're... If, uh, it's homeless. If he wasn't the and son without of, a support, yeah. System. If he wasn't the son of the coroner, would we even hear about this case? Right. You know, like I don't understand. This is unbelievable to me. Yeah, it, it really like just uh, it is. It is. I, it is kind of strange that no one stepped up and I, I want. I almost want to talk to one of the guards that that did that. Like that did walk around. Like, do you feel bad now or? Do you stand by your decision just to mark down that he was breathing? Is that your job to serve and protect deputy? Like, I don't, what what are you thinking? How can you look yourself in the mirror after something like that? Is that, that's, that's what you signed up for when you just joined law enforcement? Are you kidding me? Mm. This guy's a criminal. He was charged with a misdemeanor, right? (laughs) Well, and, and not even charged actually. I mean, he was, he was in there only a few days. They, they they drew blood, no alcohol in his system. Um, so he's so, just acting strange. So they were going for maybe public intoxication or something, sure. but there was nothing. So sure. no. Well, I mean, you I think it, his truck was around with the engine running and the door open when they found him. So there was like a, you must have driven here. Sure. Got, you know, DUI is what they were looking at initially, I think. But So when can we uh, look for updates about Lance Quick in this case? Well, uh, we'll have a mediation middle of the month next month and then uh, – Depending on how that goes, uh, we'll hear either that it it was able to get resolved and get some good policy changes implemented, and hopefully make it so that this sort of thing doesn't happen again. I want heads to roll. Yeah, I, for real, I think man. That, I think it needs the. We're gonna if they if they don't want any money, which I'm sure 
do you have you have to like how well right? I know that they're planning you know it, uh, if there are any settlement funds to set up a nonprofit or organization right. with I mean, those funds to try and help other people with mental illness. We should go up there with well, some microphones. Well, well, what I want to know is how if they don't if they don't get money awarded to them then who pays you your your firm? Are you guys contingency? We're contingency yeah. fee. So it's uh, uh we front all the costs of the case and bear all the risk. Right. Uh we felt this is a good bet, and even if it did go that way, it's one of those where we we wouldn't have turned it away. I don't Stand think on, it's on so principle, right? So, can you do you put that into the the settlement, like like the fees and stuff? Is that sure? Uh, so, in civil rights cases, nineteen eighty three is the statute, and uh-huh. it uh, provides that for attorneys' fees if you win on a civil rights claim. Uh, because the county is one of the is a state actor and they're involved in this, that's who we're suing. It's a civil rights claim against the county and against the state uh, so ultimately. If, so if the settlement's ten million, then it's ten million plus your costs. Right. So yeah. if, if if we went all the way through to trial uh-huh. and we got an award of one million dollars, but we get then we get to also say here's all the time we spent on the case. Right. And guess what? Since Kara Porter is you know the civil rights attorney in the state, she can charge an hourly rate for that of up to you know four hundred fifty five hundred dollars an hour right and so that also is is a consideration when we're going through some of these cases we'll update them periodically and say all right just so you know here's where our fees are at as of today unreal unreal well Well, we're gonna have jake uh, back when this yeah how could you even lose this case (laughs) it seems like they they would they would settle it seems like they'd have to settle well i I mean even if they even if they hired a firm, that cost, along with the publicity that a trial would cause, yeah. I mean, from a PR standpoint, you'd be like, Ugh. you know, these are the cases that always bug me too when it's done like uh, when they're you're not allowed to talk about it afterwards. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like if I was ever in a civil case like that where I was kind of on principle filing lawsuit, I'd be like, no, 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 no. I'll, no, I'll, yeah. I'll right. never settle and not talk about it. No NDAs. <laughs> I don't like NDAs. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But well. Real quick, I want to pivot to something else before we wrap it up here. I don't know if we have anything else we want to talk about, but no, uh, I'm kind of nauseous now. <laughs> but it is kind of a, a lawyer, a lawyery question or thought, um, and it kind of goes along with the uh, the um, new country situation we were talking about earlier. Yeah, have you guys ever seen the show um, Silicon Valley on oh, HBO? Yeah. yeah. So. I didn't know because in the show, um, it's about a startup company, and uh, the bigger company, which is basically an analog for Google, it's called Hooli, and um, they keep suing the smaller company, basically suing them into bankruptcy. And I just uh, I don't like that. I think that's right. That's the big corporations do that. They'll just tie you up with paperwork, right? Well, they they sue you, and your 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 options are to settle for whatever they want, or quit doing whatever, you know, go out of existence, or fight them. But you have to pay right. to fight them, and you can't, right? And that sucks. That's it's like, a, a, what what could we do to change that? My understanding it's is a loophole in in <laughs> s- various other countries that. Uh, the the winner um, 
or the loser has to pay the other side's legal fees regardless. Is that is there any truth to that? Uh, typically, if there's a contract involved and there's an award of attorney, uh, attorney's fees, even if it says, oh, I get attorney's fees if, if there's any dispute, even if it's, you know, I write it that it's one-sided, the courts will usually say, hey, if you award any attorney's fees, then whoever wins gets attorney's fees. Right, right. Okay. Any other questions while we have an attorney yeah, here? Um, <laughs> this should, makes me sound like some expert I, that I am not. <laughs> hey, should, you, should you always sue when you get in a car accident? Who, should you call your insurance company or you first? <laughs> no, well, I'm so, kind of so let me explain why why I asked this question. Back in uh 2010 maybe, I uh I was in a car accident. Somebody pulled in front of me. The officer cited them as it being their fault. Uh and then I had to deal with their insurance company, Bear River Mutual, who I hate passionately. Um <laughs> and they um they didn't total my car. And they should have because the damage was the car was worth nine thousand and the damage was eleven thousand, <laughs> which is above seventy five percent. That's it should have been told, but they didn't. And they repaired my car and they paid for a rental truck for two months. It took to repair my car. Wow, two months. And um, so, did they have a deal with like a shop to get it less than eleven grand or something? Uh, no, the, I got to pick the shop. Doesn't make any sense. And maybe the rental fees just got out ahead of them because it took so long to fix it. They weren't I, anticipating it'd cost that much. Maybe. I, maybe. So, when I got my car back, it still it didn't. Look, it was fine, but it had some issues, and it did not feel. It's never the same. Yeah. Yeah. And so I called. This is the only time I've done this, but I made the Bear Raver mutual lady cry <laughs> and say, please stop swearing at me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and to that day, I've just kind of been like, if I ever get in an accident, I'm just suing them. I'm just if I call them and say, I'm going to get a lawyer, I'm suing you. Because in my opinion, insurance companies are out to get you. Like they they are they're a business and they will do they're not really yeah. there to help no, anybody. They're for profit. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's their fault. When they're they're having to pay you, they're gonna get out of whatever they can. And I just feel like if I had representation that maybe they would have just not even bothered and just totaled it and and why I was really pissed is because I had gap insurance too. So I would have just walked away clean and free from yeah. my car. Mm-hmm. And um, well, those are all the ads you see from the, I mean the you know, Siegfried and Jensen, the skeezy side of, uh, <laughs> of that. But they, are, yeah, they're always like, "Don't sign anything your insurance sends you. Call us first. I don't think you should. Like, I completely agree with everything they say. I know it's they they come across as better call Saul, but I just ins- car insurance companies are sketchy. Uh, man. Insurance companies, are, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're for profit. You know, sure. So, it's it it is this in the shareholder's interest right. to settle this case for X amount is right. is yeah. sometimes what it comes down to. But I think uh, it's a good question. There is in Utah a minimum uh, called personal injury protection insurance, PIP insurance, or uh-huh. or and it covers usually between three and five thousand dollars. Of I think the minimum is three thousand dollars for medical expenses mm-hmm. as a result of an accident. 
So unless, if you go, get into an accident, you tweak your back, and you do a couple of sessions of physical therapy, and it feels fine after for months and months, you may be fine to just say, well, this is covered by all my PIP. It's actually billed. You're, when you're in an auto accident, mm-hmm. you go into the hospital, and, and they you say, yeah, I was in a car accident. They code those uh, in the, the medical billing codes that they send or sending it to the PIP insurance. To the car insurance, mm-hmm. yeah. And though, and that will pay regardless of who is at fault. So mm-hmm. if you were caused the accident, you can still get, I always get, get medical. I coverage. always get the high high mark in my insurance. It's like if I'm in an accident, someone gets hurt. It's like half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So if something really bad happens, <laughs> they don't come after me. Everything. I'm, <laughs> and it yeah. is funny how how often though you see people that. Uh, want to defend themselves and and say, oh, it wasn't my fault that this accident happened. Mm-hmm. When the thing is, you know, if this person's really injured and you know you're at fault, admit it. And yeah. you, it's, it, you, are your premiums going to raise $5 per month more? <laughs> yeah. And you can right. just and, – and also you can get a different quote. Like, get a better quote and yeah, get, yeah. and you can be paying less. Look, accident. Call Geico. You can yeah. save 15% or more on car insurance. That's right? <laughs> this is not – they're not advertising yeah, I mean, for like, us. I do use Geico. Accidents happen, but you, you're still That's at fault. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're not saving any – you're, like you're, you're, you're trying yeah. to save your own insurance company money oh, yeah. by having Never. them not pay an injured person. Never do that. And that's the whole reason you paid your premium. It is my right? goal to bankrupt so my insurance could, company. <laughs> I, if I could figure out a way, I uh, I would stick it to all of them. All right, I have one. I have one last question for an attorney. If if I am ever if I ever kill someone, <laughs> if I'm ever brought in to a police station for any type of questioning, not arrested. If I'm arrested, that's a different story. You have a lawyer up if you're arrested. But if I'm just brought in for anything. What do you recommend I do? Do you recommend I just walk out? I, you know, you as a layperson are not going to know whether you're being asked to answer questions as a person of interest with information or as a potential suspect. And that can change on a dime depending on what you say. Mm-hmm. And once you say something, they can tie it to not just that but anything else that they're investigating. Right. It. It, and it, they can lie to you, mm-hmm. and they can't. And 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 they'll always say, "Well, if you don't have anything to hide, why do you need an attorney?" You know, if you mm-hmm. lawyer up, then you look guilty. I'm, but I need an attorney because you're be lying used. to me, right? <laughs> that cannot be used against you. You can't get an inference that of of guilt but from the fact that honor, you lawyered up. He got an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, once you have an attorney, you talk to the attorney. They're convinced you, you know, you can provide information that's not exculp, that's, you know, not going to cast, you know, a shadow on yourself. And and they approve, you know, they're going to sit with you during questioning and stop you before answering anything. Then yes, go in and give the information. (laughs) Try and be helpful. You can be cooperative in those circumstances as well. It doesn't mean that you have to, like, stick it to the police and not, you know, they're not going to be able to solve the murder of this poor toddler because you wouldn't give them information. Right. But you got to do it carefully. Well, Spencer and I have a a mixed relationship with the police because there's a lot of stories we talk about where we're kind of pissed at a cop or in this case like deputies. But we yeah. also very much respect the police. But it seems mm-hmm. like everything I see is like, look, if they bring you in, don't talk to them. 
I I, I think I would always get an attorney. Just, I don't know. I mean, even if I knew I was innocent, it still seems, I mean, because remember a couple months ago we talked about the guy that, um, what did he do, 15 years before uh, he got released, and it was because they found the video that showed he wasn't, there yes. when the girl was raped. That's unbelievable. Like he was in the hospital recovering from a car accident, <laughs> but he didn't attorney up yeah. when he got questioned and 15 right. years. Yeah. And they gave him, what, what did they give him? Uh, like, I think 700000 like <laughs> Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like $70,000 a year. Yeah. Or no, it was like $50,000. Like anyway, it was yeah. a joke. Is what I saw the one that was uh, the guy that was actually in the background at a baseball game on Curb Your Enthusiasm, some of the B-roll footage oh, that they got the show to, to present, and they found him in the footage. Like he's, he was, That's oh him. He's right gosh. there in the background, right behind Larry David in this baseball <laughs> game, so he was Dude, obviously not there. that's classic Costanza. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> totally something that would happen. Man, that's crazy. All right, well, lawyer up then. I, I don't know. It just seems like a good idea to me. I think if they were holding me and, you know, I think I'd be like, Am I free to go? Sure. And if they say yes, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go. A lot of it's, you know? are they treating you like a, a suspect? But you, as a layperson, like I said, you're, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to be able to cooperate and convince them that I'm innocent. And if, But if they've got that tunnel vision, it's right. you just don't know. You I just think, don't know. And it's not, it, lots of cops are great. Like we're saying, we support the police. And right. the work that they do is so important and hard, mm-hmm. very hard. It's hard. Right. Uh, but from the other side, you you got to protect your own as I've well. I've been listening to a lot of sword and scale, so I get paranoid. Yeah, no, I. And if then, you if you want to get real paranoid, go on Google and watch videos of people no, videoing I'm, cops that are completely <laughs> in the wrong. And yeah, like, it's, it's like uh, the auditing America guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So one one fi- my, my final question. Sorry, really final. This is the last one for real. No worries. I. Um, a lot of people, and myself included, I think would um, be discouraged from calling a lawyer because of cost. Is that what? How does that work? Like, if I let's say I, um, I don't know. Well, I, if you're called in for questioning, no, I'm not talking about that. No. I'm talking about maybe an injury, work work injury, or maybe um, a car accident, or maybe. I need to go to small claims court or sue my neighbor or something or, you know, like what if I wanted to go after my old phone company? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I wanted a lawyer for that. Aren't most – I mean aren't most law firms contingency-based now? Yeah. If you've got a plaintiff's practice group there, that's primarily what they do is contingency fee. They're going to do everything on contingent. Now, you may call in and they look at your case right. and say, look, a third of this is going to put you in the you know in the red, right. so it, it doesn't make sense yeah. for you to hire an attorney. Go to small claims. That's what it's for. Right, it's up right. to 10 grand, you know, and, and it's below that. The magistrate judges there that do, that do those cases, they kind of split the baby maybe a little more than a district court judge, but it's, it's a cleaner and efficient. And most of them will at least review your case for, for free anyway and just hey, have a right. look at it and then get back to you. Right. Sure. All right. I, I just wasn't just sure. Just call Jake. wasn't sure. Yeah, no, I've got if a it's doctor a criminal and a thing, lawyer now. If it's a criminal thing, they're not, uh, you know, there's no contingent there for criminal defense, but that's the kind of thing where if you're going to lose your freedom, you're going to call mom and dad and aunt and uncle. Everyone's going to pitch in and, and right. get you the money you need to try and I just had a it. brilliant idea. And hire uh, Kim Kardashian, we, dead dad. 
we need to get you one eight hundred Jake Mac. The oh Jake Mac. Jake okay. Mac. I like that. Right. No, it's seven letters. There's already simple. a J Mac in Utah. No, it'll be very confusing. Yeah, fuck will, that guy. He's I'm done. Telling okay? you, he quit it will his be job. Confusing. <laughs> he's running for he's fourth done. district. He's gonna lose, and no one will remember probably, him. KSL won't hire him back. Probably. Yeah. I'm just saying. He's gonna have a show in like Albuquerque. Are you related to him? I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one eight hundred Jake Mac. I like that. That could really work. Makes me think Check of macaroni and cheese. Sure, that's a good thing. I like macaroni and cheese. Anyway, Jake, <laughs> tell us about your new podcast that's coming sure, up. Sure, sure. Uh, so the care reporter that I work with helps found the Utah Cold Case Coalition. Uh, they work on Utah cold cases. They are they helped uh, get the cold, the Utah cold case database implemented at the legislature, and also Utah is the first state in the union to offer a reward for every cold case. Wow. So okay, so let's quit our jobs. Is that the incentive? Besides for besides t- bringing people to justice, that's the incentive to do a cold case. Uh, no. So the cold case coalition is actually nonprofit. Oh, okay. This is. These are people that are doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. And, in fact, Kara Porter is going to found a new DNA lab with some super advanced DNA forensic techniques that they will perform at cost. Wow. And make up for who the company that jacked it all up. Why does it take so long to get DNA results? How come I can lick a stick and send it to a... Ancestry? Yeah, and they'll get it back in like a week. Because they're lying to you. Everyone else like, six months, (laughs) we'll have that DNA result back. So it's going to be a cold case podcast then. That's right. Cold case podcast. It will be called "Find Who Did This." So watch for that in your so podcast feeds. Spencer coming and soon. I, we can quit our jobs though. Yeah, and be collect the reward because money is more important than justice. I mean, hey, well, we're doing both. I mean, it seems sure, but I mean, I want to get paid. Like these Dr. Days, bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> cases are getting solved by web sleuths these days. So really, you really, true. you can from your basement solve the yeah. cold case if you want. If they you're have really web, dedicated. Web, the web sleuth lady is on sword and scale every once in a while. I don't think I'm smart. Anyway, enough. what uh, are you gonna are you gonna talk about? Uh, Colin Powell? No, um, Colin Mike, Michael Powell, uh, uh, Susan Powell, Susan and Josh Powell. Powell. Josh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colin, the, uh, they're all related. Is it Colin Powell? He locked himself in a house and <laughs> blew himself up or something? No, no, no that's Josh. No. Josh Powell. Yeah, Colin um, Powell's a general in the United States Army. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Might I'm run sure, for president. I'm sure we will. I know the Cold Case Coalition organized the search of a mine out in the, the desert that, oh, that yeah. uh, was a suspected site. They also do community meetups to do things like magnet fishing. Have you guys heard of yes, this? Yes, I have. have. You told me about that it. That was one of the bad cop things I watched because a guy magnet fished a grenade and the cop Oh jeez. The cop freaked out and like tried to arrest him, but he's like, I just pulled what if it you out were of the magnet fishing and it just grabbed the pin. No, but it did. It went off. It went off? Yeah. Oh my you gotta gosh. watch the video because he like throws it and then he starts walking away and it just boom. You're like you're reeling it in, oh and the gosh. pin is just yeah. working its way out. And right when you get ah! it to the top, it falls to the ground. <laughs> we should try magnet fishing. Let's do it. There'll be meetups that we'll announce on that uh, find who did this podcast, and so find you, can, you guys this. can totally come out. If when you found a gun, would you turn it in? Yeah, me too. <laughs> when when can we when can we expect the first episode? A few months out? Yeah, probably uh, add the latest. Uh, you know, early next year. So. Well, we'll have you on right before that drops. What if it was a really nice 1911? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> the Luger, yeah. <laughs> Hitler's Luger, I would not turn in. No, no. If he had one. <laughs> well, Jake McFarlane from Christian Sinistenson. 
Christensen and Jensen. <laughs> it's been a long episode. Oh, man. Uh, thanks for being here, man. Episode 72. Find us at the Artic Podcast. Find us at the Artic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I don't I'm, know, man. Just I'm find Brian. Us. I'm actually pretty tired. Uh, see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>